name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning to you. To love one's enemies should be regarded and understood as an active virtue, not a passive virtue. St. Nikolai says in commenting on Jesus' statement, love your enemies, do not render, he doesn't say, do not render evil for evil. This is a small thing and it's only endurance. Do not render evil for evil. You see the passive the passive character of that? Okay, well, I won't render, I won't try to get him back. Neither does he say, love those who love you, for this is passive love. See, they love first, and then we respond. Love those who love you. But he says, love your enemies, and don't just tolerate them. Do not be passive, but love them. Love is an active virtue. This cranks up the heat a little bit, I think. I can remember uh, as a boy growing up in McAllister, Oklahoma, where my father pastored a, a Southern Baptist church in a, uh, that small town. There was a man who lived across the street who had the habit of washing his car every morning, every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Right at, he knew when our church service was, and he was going to get out there and wash his car. And he did this Sunday after Sunday, year after year. His name was Frank Demicelli. Demicelli. He was uh, he was a, a, an Italian, but we Oklahomaized it, so Demicelli. All right. There were there were a lot of Roman Catholic in the area. They had come there uh, in the first part of the 20th century to work coal mines, and. Uh, so there were two Roman Catholic churches there, but obviously he wasn't going. There were a number of people that were complaining about it and wanted my dad to go say something to him because we had this large wall of windows. Everybody could see him, you know, out there watching his car. So my dad did decide to go see him. But he didn't go see him to tell him to stop. He went there to see if he could make acquaintance and make a friend. It took a long time, and it took many conversations with this man. But this man turned completely around. He joined our church. He was ordained a Southern Baptist minister, and pastored several Baptist churches in the area. His son, who was my age, 
when we had gone to school together, became close friends. We both went to Oklahoma Baptist University together and majored in music together and stay in touch to this day. I give thanks to Frank Demicelli for responding to the love of Jesus Christ when it could have been, you know, the other way around, just by some harsh con confrontation. So I learned a lesson from my dad. Maybe we can all learn a lesson to turn an enemy into a friend, and we never know how God might use them in some way. People might object to the idea of loving enemies as being unnatural or unusually difficult. It does seem unnatural. But let's uh, hear St. Nikolai put his interpretation on this. Love for one enemy, one's enemies is so rare that it could be called unnatural, say objectors. If this is so, then a pearl is unnatural, a diamond is unnatural, gold is unnatural. These are all rarities, but who calls them unnatural? There are plants that grow only in one region. We call them a rare plant. This rare love grows and flourishes only in Christ's church. And if anyone would be convinced of the numerous examples of this plant and its, in, its beauty, they must read the lives of Christ's apostles, of the fathers and confessors of the faith, of captives and martyrs of Christ's great truth and great love. Do you want that rare plant of love for enemies to grow in your heart. I want it to grow in my heart, and I want it to grow in, in this community. It only grows in Christ's church. This kind of love towards other people whom we may be at enmity with is greater than sympathy. We have sympathy for people. Let's see if we can learn just one thing about how to apply this in our own lives and in our own circumstances. He says the great Indian sages preached sympathy as the greatest virtue. A man can have sympathy for a beggar and yet pass him by. I feel sorry for that old guy, don't you? you just, walk, just walk right along. But a charitable man will have compassion on the beggar and help him. To show charity to a beggar is neither the most difficult nor the greatest thing in Christ's law. This is to show charity to our enemies. 
charity is greater than forgiving insults. For the forgiving of insults is the first half of the road to God, but to perform works of mercy is the second half of that road. Wow, now I'm, I'm feeling the heat for sure. How many times have you said quietly to yourself, maybe to someone else, how many times have I said this? Well, I forgive the guy, but I don't want to have anything to do with him. I forgive what that, that man did to me, but I don't want to ever see him again as long as I live. But I forgive him. I forgive him in my heart. Sure you do. Sure you do. I just walked down half the road. I walked down halfway down the road and I stopped. So we want to walk all the way down the road. When we see the beggar, not simply to be, feel sorry for him, but to help him in some way. Believe me, believe me, believe me when I tell you that when you give a dollar or two dollars or three dollars to a beggar on the street, you are giving to the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't worry about or even think about how that person is going to spend it. Because you are giving it to Jesus Christ. And if we can get as far down the road as to forgive our enemies, their offenses against us, we can see the end of the road. And if we can walk down that and show some act of mercy towards that person, we become Jesus' friend. We become his friend. I want to be his friend. You want to be his friend, and he calls us his friends. In the new creation, in the New Testament, you know, it's the New Testament is harder than the Old Testament. We turn it around. We turn that around. Well, I don't want that all that law of the Old Testament. You know, I just want the grace of Jesus Christ. That's easy. It's harder because we have to internalize these things. It was good enough in the Old Testament not to return evil for evil. It is not good enough in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, in the New Creation. We have to forgive them and do good to them and lend, not expecting anything in return. In the new creation, the Lord Jesus seeks of us the same thing that he sought of Adam and Eve in paradise. Faith and obedience. Faith that every command of his is for our salvation and the unconditional obedience 
to every one of his commands. O Lord Jesus Christ, our God, strengthen us that we might have faith in your words and your commandments and be unconditionally obedient to them. For in your name is holy, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and to ages of ages. Amen.